0: well today is memorial day so let me give you a little history on it like i usually do (laughs) memorial day is america's most solemn occasion it is an american holiday observed on the last monday of may it honors the men and women who have died while serving in the u.s military originally known as decoration day it or, or, can you get these words out? Originated. originated in the uh, years following the Civil War. The Civil War claimed more lives than any conflict in U.S. history, including World War I, World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. I don't know if the, more likely it's the desert storm and all that. Uh, over 625,000 men died in the Civil War. That 625,000 men, um, thus requiring the, uh, the establishment of, the, of our country's first national cemeteries. By the late uh, 1860s, America, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding uh, springtime tributes to these countless fallen soldiers, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. Memorial Day became officially a federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings and participating in parades. Eventually, Memorial Day has become to honor and commemorate all military personnel that died in all the wars. We are the land of the free because of the brave. All gave some Some gave all. Remember this Memorial Day, a time to remember American heroes. Um, Let me give you a couple of quotes from some of our presidents. A nation that does not honor its heroes will not long endure. That was President Abraham Lincoln. Our debt to the heroic men and valiant women and the service of our country can never be repaid. They have earned our undying gratitude. America will never forget their sacrifices. President Harry S. Truman Words are even more feeble on this Memorial Day, for the sight before us is that of strong and a good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who... In return, love their uh, in, and in return, love their countrymen enough to die for them. That was President Ronald Reagan. So when you see a military personnel today, or or a veteran, they committed their commitment and sacrifice to the country. It means a lot to them to say thank you. Um, and also, Memorial Day now marks unofficially the beginning of summer. Okay, let me give you the nugget for today. A Christian does not experience, a Christian does not experience sorrow. A Christian does not experience sorrow without hope. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we gain greater understanding by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, who will bring greater revelation, Father God, than that which is spoken. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We are living in a time when biblical ignorance is wild, widespread except for a small portion of those who faithfully and daily study the word of God. Americans are biblically illiterate. But the Bible is the greatest treasure. It is the indestructible word of God, the uncompromisable word of God, the unconquerable word of God. Century after century, the word stands. Empires rise and fall, the word stands. Kings are crowned and uncrowned, the word stands. Dynasties succeed dynasties, the word stands. Despised and torn to pieces, the word stands. Storms of hate swirl about it, the word stands. Atheists rail against it. The word stands. Glory. Unbelief. Listen to this one. Abandons it. The word stands. Higher critics deny its inspiration. The word stands. Thunderbolts of wrath smite it. The word stands. Amen. We have something to hold on to. So, if you'll turn with me to Genesis. I'm believing you finished the book of Genesis by now. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. We'll begin with verse 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he had begot Methuselah three hundred years. He begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Wow! Enoch walked with God. The words walk with God denote a devoted life. A close communication with god the words he was not for god took him are explained in hebrews chapter 11 so let's go there what happened to enoch hebrews chapter 11 i will read this from the amplified as yes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Because of faith, of the faith of Enoch, he was caught up and transferred to heaven so that he did not have to have a glimpse of death. He was not found because God had translated him. For even before he was taken to heaven, he received testimony, still on record, that he had pleased and had been satisfactory to God. Hallelujah. So... The words lived, going back to uh, Genesis 5, the words lived, begotten, died in Genesis reveal how brief and uniform our lives are in the natural. We live, we beget, and we die. Wow, but Enoch did not have that. Walking with God means having divine companionship. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Looking at chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Looking at verse 16, again from the Amplified. What agreement can there be between a temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Even as God said, I will dwell, in, dwell and with them and among them and will walk in, walk in and with them among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. So a Christian who is like Enoch will walk with God. Enoch walked quietly with God. He wasn't boastful and so forth, but uh, he shared his testimony. His testimony was known by others, but he wasn't boastful about it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, looking at chapter, going to chapter 17. That's Proverbs chapter 17. Being a companion with God is a walk. Life's walk, I should say. Being a companion with God is a life's walk. Proverbs 17. Verse 17. a friend loves at all times a friend loves at all times that's when you have a companionship a communication with God he loves you at all times even when we blow it he loves us at all times thank you Jesus God is always near us at all times what are the demands walking with God what are the demands walking with God let's go to Philippians chapter 3 the demands of walking with God walking with God demands entire surrender there used to be a song, I surrender all. We need to surrender all. Now, the Enoch's name means this, dedicated one. Enoch means dedicated one. One yielding up to God. To be conformed to God's mind and will. So let's look at, uh, we are in Philippians chapter 3. Let's go to verse 9. And be found in him, not having my having mine own. Pardon let's read start again. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, uh, from the amplified, verse 9, that I may actually be found and known. As in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritual, rit- ritualistic uprightness and, and supposed right standing with God thus required. But possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing with God, which comes from God. By saving faith. Glory to God. Anybody have another uh, translation like the NIV on that verse? NIV. Philippians uh, 3 9. What did they say? Say it loud. I want, to read that yet, I want to know Christ, yes, know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. The okay, from the Amplified, uh, verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over the believer, and that I may share his suffering as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even his death in the hope. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that is an entire surrendering. Um, it's not like you're being held up when you surrender. Raise up your hands, so forth you surrender. That's forced surrender. This is, this is the surrender that you give uh, according to Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2 that, that you give yourself as a sacrifice. That's the type of surrender. Amen. Okay. Walking with God demands unbroken fellowship. Where two are perfectly agreed. And we can look at that in the book of Amos. I may have to run back here. It's one of those small books. Amos is in front of Obadiah. So, I know you'll find it quickly. (laughs) Amos chapter 3, looking at verse (coughs) 3. Can two walk together except they agree? The Amplified says Do two walk together except they make an appointment and have agreed? So, we have to agree with God. God's not going to change because He's right. He has truth. And in to order to walk with God, we have to change our line of thinking. That's why we have to renew our mind to God's word. Find out what he thinks and then program ourselves that way. And oftentimes it's hard to program ourselves that way in the natural because we have been trained to do things a selfish way. The world's way. In order to get rich, he says to give. We say in order to get rich, take. Hello, you know. I mean, theoretically, that's that's why you have bank robbers and people and swindlers that want to get rich. Uh, you know, over the inter- internet now, you get calls saying, uh, "Give me your number on this and that," and then they and people unfortunately do it, and they find their bank accounts wiped out because they just gave it away. They didn't understand what's going on. So we need to walk with God. Know what he says. Okay? Walking with God makes life's journey enjoyable. Do you think that Enoch had a bad day after he started walking with God? Think about it. Well, what happens when someone passes away or something happens like that? You think it was a bad day for Enoch? Oh, no. because the people he knew, he shared the good news with. I walk with God. You can do this. You know, this is a, God blesses me, and then people see that Enoch is blessed. We need to walk with God to enjoy life's journey. There's a song back in the the 60s. As we stroll along together I won't go through the rest of it. But that's what Enoch did. He strolled along with God, and that song also says they hold hold one another's hands. I believe God's holding your hand. He says, "Don't step over there. Just just follow me." He avoids all pitfalls. He makes the way straight. So we have to, you know, that's it's enjoyable. Walk with God. We need to really get started. I'm going to go to the very end of the sermon right now and tell you what it is. We are the Enoch generation. Well, he is God. This generation is not going to see death. Amen. He's going to take us, just like he took Enoch. We, glory to God. You're the Enoch generation. Well, to be a, the Enoch generation, we have to start to follow through some of these things. We have to surrender our life. Glory to God. We have to have unbroken fellowship. That means we've got to walk with Him daily. Next thing that God uh, demands of God to walk with God is to have progress. We just can't sit there. I got born again. Glory to God. And you sit there and wait. Now he says, renew your mind. We need to progress. We need to develop. We need to develop. Our knowledge of God must continually grow, because life with God never stands still. He says we go from glory to who? What? Glory to glory? I thought it was from glory and we sit and stay. No, we go from glory. He's always wanting us to improve. He wants you to improve your life. Each day is a new journey with God. There's, there's, it's a, he says, you've never passed this way before, so I'm going with you or before you. Just follow me or hold my hand and we'll go together. That's what happened with Enoch. He says, you haven't gone this way before. God. And I'll show you the glory of it. Boy, I tell you what, that man's still walking with God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Same with Elijah. He was taken also. But we're talking about, we are the Enoch generation. Glory to God. I mean, it's, you have to be get ready, get ready. That The eastern sky is going to open up and there's going to be a trumpet call and your name's going to be called. Thank you for the two amens. I don't know about the rest of you. There should be some excitement. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah. Find the book of Isaiah and find the 28th chapter. Now, this is a progress. Are you ready? Verse 10. Isaiah 28:10. For precept must be upon precept, Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there little. Well, that's progress. That's building. It's not taking, you know, it's like climbing a ladder. You put it up against whatever you're going to go up or, you know, climb. You don't start at the top rung. You got an eight-foot ladder. You don't start, you don't start on the middle rung either you start on the bottom and you go from so it's a a continual progress you remember Jacob when he was going into the promised land he put a rock there and he he fell asleep and he saw the angels going up and down the ladder I think they could do better than that but you know It was a progress. He was seeing progress. For him, it was a progress that he had to meet. He said, I'm going to, to be like an angel, I'm going to have to take these steps. Progress. Okay, then. Verse 10 You' got verse 10 down, line up a line, precept line, precipice. here a little, there, there, a little. Now, drop down to verse 18. "And your covenant with death shall be disannulled. Wow, glory to God. That's the Enoch generation. That is you. Oh, wow, glory to God. The last generation. You know, you're, you're hearing it from all all the evangelists. I mean, uh, if you're listening, watching any good programs, they're talking about get yourself ready. They're going out. The, the, the evangelists are going into countries saying, "Get ready, Jesus is coming. You've got to get ready." You know, you may not have tomorrow. He may come. Tonight, today, get ready now. Oh, glory to God! What's the demands for progress? Second Timothy. Second Timothy, you know where I'm going. Chapter two, verse fifteen. that's Second Timothy, chapter two, looking at verse fifteen. Steady to show thy. Self-approval unto God, unto God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Glory to God. So that's our progress. We need to continue. The next thing we need to do. One. Okay, I should ask for the amplified in verse, chapter 2, verse 15. Study and be eager, and do, and do your utmost to present yourselves to God approved. Tested by a trial, the workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. But avoid all empty, vain, useless, idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. So we need to stay with the word. Glory to God. The next demand that we have walking with God is complete separation. Walking with God prohibits indulgence in sinful pleasures. God is light and those who walk with Him do not walk in darkness. Since we are in the New Testament, it's back up to the book of Colossians right before Thessalonians. That's the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Look at verse 2. King James says, Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. From the Amplified it says, Set your mind and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, and not on the things that are on the earth. And we'll go back to the Old Testament for a moment. Let's go to chapter 20 of Leviticus. That's chapter 20 of Leviticus. This is separation from the world. Leviticus chapter 20, looking at verse 7. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Glory to God. Wow. Verse 8 goes on to say, And ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, what else? What are one of the other demands of walking with God? Suffering. (sighs) Oh, what did I say? Let's go to John, the book of John. Now, don't jump on me until we read this. This is a form of suffering. It's the worst kind. John chapter 15. Verse 18. If the world hates hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. I mean, here's Jesus. He knows he's going to die for the world and suffer the consequences of it, but people are going to completely hate him for what he's going to do. Why should, you know, my thoughts are why should I give my blood? Why should I give my life for somebody that's going to hate me? That's not the case. So, the. There, there is a certain amount of suffering that we will incur because of criticism. You know that what you're doing is right and you're suffering for it. because These people that come against you with words and accusations, uh, screaming, belligerent things, you know they're wrong, and you know what's going to happen to them. That's, that, that's a form of suffering that you take on. That's, where, that's when, if you're in that place, when you go into your prayer closet, when you think of that person, you agonize in the spirit to draw that person out of the depths of hell to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a suffering that your body is agonizing for somebody. Okay? And Second Timothy, let's go to Second Timothy again, once more. We go to Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two, looking at verse. Three, therefore, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse three from the Amplified. Take with me your share of hardships and sufferings which you are called to endure as a good... First class soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier, when in the service, gets entangled with the enterprises of civil life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Glory to God. Find out you're a soldier also. That means you have to take orders. And the orders, and and when you get orders in the military, you say, yes, sir. Where to, sir? And you proceed. If you don't, you end up, you couldn't end up in the brig, the stockades. Get a, and if you're bad, bad, you get a dishonorable discharge, showing that you weren't good. Now, when that trumpet sounds, I don't want to hear, you're discharged, bad conduct. Well, that's what's going to happen to some. You got 10 virgins. We're all ready for the. It says when the bridegroom comes, door was five went and the door was closed, and they come knock on the door. We're ready. He says, "You're discharged. You're not allowed in here. You didn't follow through." That's that's where that one scripture says. With fear and trembling Seek your own salvation. In other words, you, you gotta work with this. Don't be I mean there's too many people saying this is an easy street. It doesn't say that. Jesus in 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 the book of Matthew said, the, narrow, the, the way to heaven is narrow and the, and the way to hell is broad and wide. Hey, that means you've got to follow through. We have to follow through. It's a Sermon on the Mount, look it up. And it says, few that find it. That means everybody's on their way. They're, they're going, you know. What's happening today is somebody's saying, this is the way to go. And all of a sudden you've got a crowd following them. They're not looking, what the, looking at what the scripture's saying. They're not using Acts 17.11. They're doing their own thing. Oh, he's right. He's been in the ministry X amount of time. He's got a new revelation. We can join Chris Elman. We can believe grace is going to cover everything. We found out a few weeks ago that, hey, you walk away from things of God. You've walked away from grace. Grace said you've got to tow the narrow road. Hello out there. Okay. The manner of walking with God. Walking with God means walking by faith. We receive Jesus Christ through faith. Let's go, let's back up, since you're there, to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For you are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Oh, Glory to God. Let's go on to the next, next book, which is Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Looking at verse 8. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, From the Amplified. It is by grace of God, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is a gift of God. Wow. And one other one. Oops, to already passed. Let's go. Okay. Verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works with God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prepared prearranged and made ready for us to live. Wow! But you have to follow the path. You can't deviate. A lot of people deviate. I hate to say it. You're supposed to keep your eyes on the road when you drive. Sometimes... Some of the ca- something will catch me on the corner of my eye, and I'll look over, or there's a sign there, and I'll start to read it, and I can, the car can drift. My car, I can drift, and that, that could be bad news. You can, dr- <laughs> you can drift into another lane, and that lane has already got somebody in it, and they throw on their brakes, or they pull over, the you know. The, the, no, they don't go there either. <laughs> but if you don't have, if we don't have our eyes set, strictly on what's happening in, in these last days, we can drift. And if you're drifting, you're not in the lane. That means if you drift... We just come through LA last a week and a half ago. And it, you know, it, says, it says, the exit we're going to take in five miles. So I'm in, over in this other lane trying to make up time because you've been over here in this other lane. And then all of a sudden, you see it right on top. Of you. you only look at it. And it says a half a mile. And you look over. These four lanes over here are crowded. How are you going to get over there? She says, your turn indicator. It's for me, I like to have a little space. I don't like going. Because <laughs> I see these guys in front of me doing this kind of work. How in the world? I mean, I said, why did they do that? That could have caused an accident. Here I'm trying to do the same thing. You've got to know where we're headed. I was nowhere ahead, but boy, I tell you what, when you get, get in a pattern, you're going with the crowd, you pass How you ever wanted to get off on an exit and you couldn't get it and you had to go past that exit I think most of us have, driven, have have driven that way. it took you off path off the path and you either had to circle around or get new directions or you know look at the map or get on your GPS or something get get back into your your direction we went. We went down, uh, not this time, but the last time we went down to, to LA for something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, to see Matt, coming back, we, they had a detour. And, you know, everybody's going this way and all of a sudden, you know, th- then your road signs are completely gone. We lost four hours running around just about. I mean, we're going through this town. It says go back that way. We went back that way. We were going the wrong direction. We had to double back. We missed a turn again because of the tour. I mean, it was a, it was a mess. Pasadena. It was, yeah, Pasadena. And that wasn't even when the parade was going on. That was <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we have to be single-minded in what God's called us to do. There's going to be a lot of things that's going to try to pull us off. And the devil's good at that. Okay. Being distracted. The other day I went to get uh, a couple of parts for the car in uh, Orchid there at O'Reilly's, if you remember O'Reilly's. Okay, I went there, get a thing for Paint chips, yeah. got a couple of chips in my car, so I want to get them before they spread. So I went there and I walked out and got in the car and started going back out. <laughs> donut shops open, I wonder if they have, and I pulled in. They didn't have my, I wanted an eclair, you know, the, the custard eclair, you got that. but they had some donuts there. <laughs> I only bought one donut. But I was, you know, off course. That just shows you how easy in life uh, some habit that you have all of a sudden recurs, you know. And, and it, you know, I, I'm glad that the donut shops don't have, you can sell those, they used to. It. You can buy a carton of milk or a quart of milk, you know, you, you open that up and have a few donuts in them. I mean you get coffee there, but it wasn't, you know. I've seen too many people get burned drinking coffee. So, you know, I'd rather if I'm going to do something, I'm going to drink something cold. But there's those detours, those habits that'll that'll pull us off, all right? So we need we going back to the subject, we need to have faith, okay? Um Let's go now to Ephesians. Did we get Ephesians? Yes, we did. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Boy, you're in my life in the last couple of days. Huh? <laughs> Hebrews, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that, his, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A rewarder. That means he, he, if we're following through on what he says to do, we, we should receive a reward. Right. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11 says that, he, that we can expect. It says, expect a good end or reward. Well, oftentimes, it says, if we're using our faith, when we do it, we should expect that outcome to take place. Oftentimes, we believe for something, and it doesn't happen right away, so we forget about it. Only one of us knows. There's one expectation that I'm believing for I ain't going to miss. some of you've caught on and some of you are saying you know, what is it he expect? I'm expecting when that when those clouds open up and that trumpet blows, I am out of here. Amen. I'm not waiting for a second load. I'm not going to go through 7 years of tribulation. I want to go up now. Amen. So, that means I have to stay the course. We need to stay the course. Well, Seven. She says, go on with seven. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house by which he, conde- which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Well, glory to God, we are an heir when we have faith, when that when that window and heaven opens up, it's going to be I don't care how narrow it it's going to be, I'm going to squeeze through. <laughs> you want to squeeze through that window. Glory to God. Walking with God means not walking hypocritically. This is where a lot of Christians are falling on our faces. We walk hypocritically. We do not walk with We do not walk with ears We should not walk with our ears open to gossip and slander. But we should only hear the voice of God. Yeah, I read read the Bible. I go to church every every Sunday and every Wednesday and every day that, that it's open. But what do you say about who? Oh, let me tell you about them or her or him. That's hypocritical. Hello? We should not live a double life. You're not an agent. We are to live in light of the gospel. People should know it. The light should radiate from us, not being shrouded with darkness. We're not supposed to compromise the word of God. If you're speaking God's word, the people, you need to follow through on it. Well, it doesn't work. So that's why I'm not believing it anymore. What people are going to think? Well, walking with God means walking in truth. John chapter fourteen. In John chapter fourteen. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Glory to God. That verse right there should throw chrism out to Christians. But a lot of, there is a, you go on the internet now, and notice that there is a church quote, Christian church that has received chrism, and they said chrism services. How, how can you take this verse and say Jesus is the only way and then invoke chrism into your services? Something's wrong, and, and the place, place is packed out. Well, chrism is taking the Muslim faith and the Christian faith and bring it together because they say that the Christian faith and the Muslim faith believe in the same God. Well, our God, Jesus said, our God is love. Christian doesn't say that God is their God is love. He says kill. Our God does not say kill. Well, they want to kill Christians. And uh, in the Muslim faith, the United States is the great Satan and Israel is the little Satan. And they're wanting to do what... And you look at their decree, their their bylaws in in all their countries. They want to destroy Israel, wipe them off the face face of the earth. That's for the little Satan. What about the big Satan? If they're willing to destroy Israel, if they got Israel destroyed, who are they going to go to next? Come on, let's wake up. okay John 3 3rd uh, John pardon me 3rd John in 3rd John oh boy, verse 3 John writes for I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee even that thou hast walked in truth we need to walk in truth Turn, turn back with me to the book of Galatians. Oh, we running long here. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, looking at verse 16. Walking with God means walking in the Spirit. This, I, verse 16, Galatians 5 16. This I say, say then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You, you and I are spiritual beings, the outward appearance is just uh, you know, our spacesuit, you could say our earth suit. Some of us have dropped our earthly suit and gone into heaven already. Guess what? When that trumpet blows, the spacesuit or earthly suit will be changed. Hallelujah. So we need to walk in the spirit. Let the spirit control us and not the space suit or the earth suit nor the unregenerated mind. (laughs) Quit walking into that donut shop. (laughs) Okay? We have privileges, privilege of walking with God. Let's, Let's go back to 1 John chapter... One First John. One of the privileges that we have when we walk with God is verse nine. That's First John, one nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. That's a privilege. God assures us if He will forgive our sins when we ask for forgiveness. This is talking, talking to Christians here. Is not talking to heathen. This book is written to... You know, what heathen is going to pick up this book? Yet some people say this was written to heathens. Come on. Get your head screwed on right. <laughs> the greatest feelings is the joy of walking with God. On the highway of life, knowing that he has forgiven and cleansed us. Let's go all the way back to the book of Isaiah, chapter 35. We go back to 35, Isaiah 35. This is the highway of life. Isaiah 35, verse 8. And a highway shall be there. And a way it whoop, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but there shall be but it shall be for those, the wherefaring men, the fools not err in therein. No lion shall be there, nor a- ravenous beast shall go, uh, go, up, go up upon it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. It's a highway only redeem walk on. It's the yeah. narrow way. Why? And some of us wondering why our buddies aren't with us. How many when you get how many remember when you got first born again? And you went out there and tell your friends, I got born again. Would you like to know Jesus? No. They don't want to walk on that highway that you just, this holy way, they want to do their own thing. Anybody lose friends that way? It's a highway for only you. So when when somebody doesn't want to do that, you know, hey, they're on the wrong side. Or if they're a Christian, they're, they're walking on a, they're trying to do this two-step thing, keep one foot in the, in, on the good side, and <laughs> go to Stretching over to keep in keeping the darkness, trying to enjoy the the life. But then we just find out the joy is living with God, following God. Oh, glory to God. Walking with God ensures us strength day by day. Matthew chapter twenty eight. I'll try to hurry. In Matthew chapter twenty eight. Matthew chapter 28. We'll look at verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's strength. When you know that God's with you, you've got strength. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so happy other people wrote this this Bible. It's not, you know, uh, they say, well, it doesn't make sense, but it all dovetails. That's 2 Timothy uh, oops, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 17. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be Fully known that the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. What? Every evil work you're delivered from. Glory to God. And I will, pres- and will preserve me unto, unto the, his heavenly kingdom. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. When we walk with him, he gives us strength and he delivers us. Walking with God assures us comfort from life's sorrows. Many pas- passages in God's word assures us comfort for life's sorrows. God is with us. He speaks to us. Look, you, can, you already know what Psalms 23 is. Read it. That's comfort there. Let's go to John chapter 14. In John chapter 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 1. John 14. Let not not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again. Glory to God. And receive you unto myself. There's that open window that where i am there you may be also and whether i go you, you know and and the way you know let's drop down to verse six i am the way the truth and life no man comes unto the father but by me and where's the father in heaven and jesus is going to bring us up to the father go to god hallelujah And the final one, Philippians chapter 4. Somebody, somebody just said, thank God. <laughs> you didn't know I had that perception, did you? <laughs> Walking with God assures us of, uh, of happiness in, in our life's journey. Walking with God is true happiness. Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. The Apostle Paul understood this. Look what you, you, When you look at his life, he did all the suffering, but he says I'm rejoicing because I know the end result. If we know the end result, if you, if you look at... The, At Fox's Book of Martyrs, you see these individuals that were taken, gave their lives up, executed, beheaded, you name it, all sorts of of torture, but they, they looked ahead. They looked ahead just like Jesus looked ahead. When Jesus was on the cross, he saw you and me. And when these people were dying, they saw Jesus and there was that instant companionship love affair. We are the last generation, like I said before. We are the Enoch generation. We shall not taste death, but we shall be taken in a twinkling of an eye to meet the Lord and Savior. So, we should make a bumper sticker. I am of the Enoch generation. And people are going to ask you, what is the Enoch generation? I'm leaving this place. Alive and kicking. <laughs> and shouting. I wonder where I could get a bumper sticker like that. People would really you know people would know what is the enoch generation i'm an enoch generation people would wonder especially the unbeliever out there think about it hey and if you're not part of the enoch generation you got, you got to be fully committed to the lord let's get fully committed time is too short to be playing around now let's all stand Father, we're praising you and we just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that your word does work. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that as we saw this morning, Father God, as your Holy Spirit also emphasized certain things to each each individual, that we are the generation, Father God, the last generation before the coming of the Lord. We praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. We have open hearts. We're asking, Father God, that we operate let us be servants of yours father god to do the work that you've called us to do we thank you lord that we are the blessed coming in and going out what we put our hand to shall prosper father god i thank you lord that we can speak things that be not as though they were i thank you lord as we lay hands on the sick they shall recover i thank you lord that we can even cast out devils and set the captives free so father we praise you we just give you thanks give us A great day this Memorial Day once again Lord we lift up those Father God families that have lost loved ones in the service Father God we ask Lord that you heal their hurts and their sorrows but we ask Lord if they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ that the perfect labor will come across their path that they may know the Lord Jesus Christ and have an eternity Father God with you we ask this in all in jesus precious name and everyone said amen Amen. thank you